Hi, everyone. I'm Barbara Beck, host of Welcome Home on Good Life 45. And you're listening to my good friends, Fritz, Mike, and Tina, right here on God Stories Radio, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement to the world through the power of the Christian testimony. Keep listening for a big blessing from the Lord. WGSR, bringing hope and comfort to the world, 24 hours a day. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast, www.godstoriesradio.com. Welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 287. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. And I'm Joe. <laughs> Darn right you are. Yep. I, I keep Last forgetting time I, I, I get to be up top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yes, you do. It's just hard to come up with a different intro. I've done that for so long. Yeah. I know. It's strange. I don't know. Maybe I should introduce you and my lovely wife, Tina. Well, thank you. Please welcome to the stage. <laughs> I don't know. Joe, what's going on over there? I'm I'm just checking on you. You finally got out of the uh the kids' pageants, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The church has uh gotten every everything out of me this week, I'm telling you. But those kids were cute, I gotta admit. The littles, they're just cute. I'm just waiting for you to bust out in one of those songs right in the middle of this podcast today, because <laughs> I know that after four straight days. <laughs> Totally stuck. I know a few of them by heart now. You know, happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Choreography and everything. Oh, yeah. They're so cute. They're adorable. They really are. You know, they either don't sing or they scream. Absolutely. Well, God made them small and cute for a reason. There you go. Yeah. I mean, we had one, one little gal. Krista couldn't stand it. She just started laughing. She was in a little red dress and she was boogieing. Man, she was up. <laughs> She wasn't singing or nothing, but man, she was boogieing. And Krista lost it. She's like looked at the audience and they just, it was hysterical. So there were some really tender moments in, in all those shows. So to say that I didn't enjoy them, but I did. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I really did. It's a good time and it's fun to be able to see all that and experience it and bring it to life. Oh, you bet. And you it's bet. just fun to see their personalities just shining through these little bodies. You know, because they just can't hold it all in. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Gosh. There's one that cries in every group. There's one that almost jumps off oh, the yeah. stage. There's one oh, that yeah. sings too loud. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's good times. <laughs> you got the one that has the hard sole shoes on that jumps up and down in front of the mic <laughs> to hear himself. Uh, I love that one. The things that only the audio guy notices. I know. But I noticed the little suits, you know, like they come dressed up in their little suits and sharp. It's a, it's a good time of year. It's my I saw favorite Seth time of today. Year. Did you? I did. Uncle Seth. He, uh, he, mentioned, listening? he mentioned you may come watch some football later. That's the rumor. All right. Well, Tina, what's going on on Facebook? Anything new out there? 
Well, we do have a new like, so we want to say thank you to Tony Justice Hill for liking us on Facebook. Thank you, Tony. Hey, welcome, welcome to the GSR Tony. family. How about you, Fritz? Any uh, any new countries over there? Any any new stats to share with us? Oh, gosh darn it. We're having, no. we're having so much fun talking ahead of time. I know. I didn't even think to look at the stats. Yeah, sorry. Right. I'm just going to be honest and transparent. This week is just a blur. Well, I can't... <laughs> I can tell you just on Facebook alone, just some of the countries that we are heard in and um, also that participate with us on Facebook. Um, of course, the USA, the Philippines, India, Australia, the United Kingdom, Nigeria, Canada, Pakistan, South Africa, and the UAE. So we do have a, quite a presence on Facebook as well. So if you're listening to us and you haven't liked us yet on Facebook, please do so because um, it gives us a way to engage with you and let you know what's going on here. It gives you a, another avenue to contact us. Um, and we just love to hear from you and bring you encouragement through the, throughout the week. So That's great. Uh, at God Stories Radio is where you'll find us there on Facebook. And, uh, you bet. Warm welcome to Robert Herman. We uh, we see him there on Mixler Live with us right now. For those that are listening after the show, you can always hear us 7.30 Eastern time on the Mixler app, M-I-X-L-R. It's a free app to download. And if you uh, if you make a username and follow us, you'll get notified anytime the show goes live. And you'll get a shout out That's 10 right. out of 10 times. <laughs> if I see you on there, I'm going to shout you out because I appreciate you joining us, taking time to to listen in. Yeah, listen to us too. Especially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, what about you, my dear? How was your week? Crazy. I know because it's it's pre Christmas stuff, and that's a that it is. Time. And then I work for a church, and it, it's you know it's program time, and and we have a big school, and I just love all those kids and those teachers, and uh, I just do my best for them. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's a special time of year for families. Oh, so you bet. Really nice that you get to be a part of that in that way. Yep. If I can bring a little joy, makes my day. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Wonderful. Well, what do you say we get into it? Let's do it, Joe. Who do we have tonight? I'm uh, I'm happy to say uh, she, she told me she wouldn't speak. So for those of you that listened to our last podcast with Kelly, she's back in the studio with us tonight, but she's uh, she's not on a microphone. She's not going to talk, but she brought a good friend of hers, Pam. Uh, and Pam has is, is come and, and is ready to share her testimony. So uh, not going to not gonna take anything away from it. Just love to welcome you and turn it over to you. Thank you so much for having me. It was really nice to meet all of you tonight. And um this year, I, I just made it one of my goals. Um, I read the book by Bob Goff and um, to do what's in front of me. And and this was something that God put in front of me today. And, and we so, thank you for saying yes. You know, yeah. we ask a lot of people. Not everybody says yes. And we appreciate you. Thank you, Pam. Yeah. Um, so thank you. And um, I want to share a story about our family and something that we experienced Um in 2014, 2015, um, my daughter was diagnosed with anorexia nervosa. Um, and that journey for us brought us um, into some very unexpected places. And, and I think this week our government 
issued a national health crisis for mental illness. And I think that it's really important as Christians that we, we talk about these things. And so um, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be here. You know, um, that was one of the things that was mentioned by a listener on your testimony, Kelly, was how appreciative they were that you were bringing light to mental health issues and bringing, just putting it in such a relatable space, you know, not apologizing for it, just saying this is what it is. And these are all good people involved. You know, it's just, this is the circumstances we're in and how we've had to deal with it and how it's affected our lives. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I want to start by just saying I love Jesus. And Amen. I love him and have vowed to follow him um, through my whole life. Um, my kids were raised in church. I was a Christian school teacher for many years and worked in the church and was a worship leader. And was in you know, my kids went with me every, every chance that we were there and they were a part of that too and had that upbringing. And, um, my daughter has anorexia nervosa. And I think it's just really important to, to say that that mental illness affects everyone. And, um, there's a lot of stigma, I think in the church regarding that, that maybe, um, you know, something's wrong. Um, if you're, if you have a mental illness, but Mm -hmm. just like any other illness, people get sick with mental illness as well. Sure. Um, one of the stories that stands out to me the most is the story of Joseph. And, um, I love that God used those negative circumstances in his life to bring about good for so many. And the verse that stands out to me as I share my testimony is Genesis 50, 20. And it says, you intended to harm me but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And um, as I share the story, I want you to hear that God used this in our lives to help others and to help us. And so um, I'm grateful for, for the difficulty. Amen. Um, so I guess I'll just start with what anorexia is. Um, it is a brain-based mental illness. It's a biological illness. I think a lot of people don't really understand what anorexia is. Um, we see all these TV shows growing up, maybe of somebody who just doesn't eat. Um, that was what I remembered as a parent and as a teacher. Um, I thought I knew what it was, but then I really did not Um, so when anorexia comes about, usually it comes out in a perfect storm. And that storm includes genetics, personality, and an environmental trigger. And um, I think there's some misconception that people believe that there's some sort of trauma that has to happen in order for anorexia to be a mental illness. But that's not the case. We're finding out that it is a genetic illness. Often there is a family history of um, this mental illness. And for Melody, that was the case. She has two family members in her distant family that have um, eating disorders. Um, she also has a very perfect personality tendency. She is a perfectionist. Um, as a preschooler, I remember saying, sorry, Melody, we can't go to school today because you have strep throat. And I remember her crying 
because she was going to miss out on school one day. Um, she always had this philosophy as if you can do it, I can do it better and I can do it perfect. Um, and so that coupled with an environmental trigger and for her, that environmental trigger was just a help project at school. Um, she began eating healthy and she also was a runner and those two things resulted in her beginning to lose weight. Um, so I will say that, um, the, the health project seemed like a good idea. Oh, she's just going to eat healthy. But as a parent, I, I quickly saw that there was something going on. I just didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, how old was she about the time? She was 14. Okay. Yep. Um, and so maybe 15, um, around that age, it's hard to say exactly when it began for her, but it was around that time. So just kind of going into high school. She was a sophomore. Okay. So yeah, beginning of her sophomore year, she had just returned from a mission trip to China. Um, she had started running cross country. And then again, this health project, she was a perfectionist. And so she wanted to do this health project perfectly. And she won and went to regional competitions. So this project that was supposed to be a month ended up continuing mm -hmm. and it resulted in her eating disorder. Um, I, I, another verse that comes to mind for me regarding this is John nine, one through three, um, God's talking to the, the blind man and they, you know, he's asking, well, the people are asking who, who's the result of the sickness? Is it his parents or him? Has he sinned or his parents? And in verse three, he says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed on him. And, uh, I struggled, um, as we began to find a diagnosis for her, we really didn't know that she had anorexia. We were not getting it at all. Um, we thought that she has a, what's called Hashimoto's. And so it's a, it's a thyroid condition. We thought she's losing weight because of her thyroid condition. So we went to doctor after doctor and even they were fooled. Um, as a mom, I saw her eating three meals a day. I said, what's wrong with her? You know, she, there's something wrong, but we didn't know what. Um, after much doctors and much tests, she was cleared to go on another mission trip after her sophomore year to Zambia, where she went to work with AIDS orphans. We sent her with shakes that she was supposed to drink every day, along with eating three meals a day. Um, but we did allow her to go thinking again still that she had a thyroid condition. Um, that summer, I began this Bible study called I Believe in God. Some of you may have heard it before. And through that, I just began to pray for my daughter and for my family. There were some um, difficulties that were happening that, that I knew were out of my control. But through that Bible study, I just remember saying, I believe in God. And I know that he is going to do something. I just don't know what that is. Um, she came back from Africa um, and she, I was shocked. Um, she is my height, which is about five, 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 six. At the time she was five and a half, five, five, I'm five, six that she grew. But um, anyway, she was about 90 pounds. Wow. Um, and again, you know, her leader was like, I fed her every day. I did what she said. I gave her the milkshakes. 
Um, but she's still, and so I'm still in denial. I don't think that this is anorexia. I think that this is just her thyroid. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, she came to my class that week for school. I was a teacher and she talked about her mission trip um, because it was the beginning of school. And um, as she was visiting, one of my teacher friends, his daughter had suffered with anorexia. And I remember talking to him and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I know she's sick. He goes, Pam, she has anorexia. And in the reality of that moment, of the denial of everything, um, just realizing that, yeah, I think she does, um, was really hard. Um, we ended up, um, bringing her to a Christian therapist that he recommended that he had, his daughter had gone to who specialized in eating disorders, um, who then sent her to a dietitian. Um, and we began our journey of healing. Um, Quickly into that process, my daughter was um, sent to get blood work and heart tests. Um, She went and had a heart test and ended up being sent immediately to the emergency room where they told us that as a result of her eating disorder, she um, possibly needed to go into the ICU. Um, After much discussion, they decided that because she has an eating disorder, they weren't going to put her in the ICU. But if it was anyone else, they would. Um, And her heart rate was so low. It was in the 20s. Wow. Um, So they monitored her up overnight. We we listened to the monitors go off throughout the night. And I remember just crying. And I remember praying next to her bed and just saying, Melody, do you want to live? Like at this point, she had never said she felt fat. She had never said um, anything that made me believe that she had anorexia. Um, But I remember saying, I want to, mom, but I just don't know how. She didn't know how she had gotten here or how to get out. Okay. And so this led us on a journey of healing, like I said, um, She ended up in a residential treatment facility. It was not a Christian treatment facility. Um, It was in Miami um, because there was nothing close by. Um, She spent the next five months there. Um, We traveled weekly to visit her. And so through this time, I remember um, the war room, the movie. I don't know if you guys remember it. It was at that same time period. And I watched that movie and I remember setting up my closet, putting the papers on the wall, putting the verses on the wall and just drawing in to Christ, right? And just praying and praying these specific prayers for my family, for my daughter. At the same time, my son had gone um, into the military. And so the same actually day that she went to residential treatment, my son also joined the Air Force. So as a mom, um, I was struggling. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. It was the hardest time of my life. And, um, but through it, again, these things happen because God has a purpose. He has a plan. He is working it out for the saving of many lives. And I, and I um, through this journey, um, my husband and I joined her in the recovery process. And what that looked like for us is we got our own counseling. We got our own therapy. 
we work together as a family to figure out how to get this better. How, where did we go wrong? What can we do differently? And we learned, um, we learned how to do it better. We were both from New England. We didn't talk about feelings. We just did it. You know, we just made it happen. There was, you know, and we learned that that's not the best way for everyone, right? (laughs) (laughs) So um, we learned about feelings and we learned how to talk about those things. Um, That God created feelings. It's okay. Like I remember growing up being told what you feel doesn't make it real, you know, and, and that was a great thing. And feelings are important. And we learned to, to, to do it better, do it different. Um, so how did God use it for good? Um, first he drew me closer to him. Um, I learned in that closet on my knees in the midst of all my shoes (laughs) that, that he's there, even in the midst of the pain, um, that he is listening every single prayer on that closet wall, God answered. And, um, I know that he heard me. And so that was amazing. Um, Again, we got therapy as a family. We learned to do things differently. We learned to communicate better. We learned to just how how to relate better. And that's going to affect our family for generations to come. Um, One big part of that for me, I had never met my biological father. Um, at age 45, I was able to reconnect with him and find healing for that. That was huge. Um, and then God moved me away from my position at the time I was working at a Christian school and he opened up the door for me to begin ministry. I call it ministry. It's not a Christian organization, but I get to work every day, um, with those suffering from eating disorders and that, and God used the pain that our family went through. Now I get to meet the needs of kids every day in the work that I do. I get to share with families. I get to help them on this very difficult journey that I don't wish for anyone. Um, and I'm so grateful, grateful that I get the opportunity to talk about it. Um, and then just my last verse I want to share, um, that I think that is so important. Second, Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we we ourselves receive from God. That's what he's allowed us to do. And I'm very grateful. You know, something stood out to me. when you when you gave your testimony and and again thank you for opening up and and giving that testimony um and i think when we go through trials this is exactly the response god wants us to have is to press in deeper to him and you said that was your step 1 yeah which is great because i think so many of us that's not our step 1 you know we're floundering we're lost we don't know where to turn And that's the wonderful thing about having God in your life. You always turn to God first. You lean in, you press in, um, no matter what those trials are that you're going on in your life, because he uses these trials and these um, difficulties in your life 
not to torture you, but to draw you closer to him and to also um, refine your relationship with him and to make you even stronger. Um, you know, I've, I've watched people go through some incredible things um, that they've talked about on, on the show. And it's amazing how God will step into their lives when we get out of the way and just let him do what he needs to do. And uh, you also mentioned your step two was therapy, which I think is great to take advantage of the help and the resources that God has placed in this world to help. Absolutely. And then you said your step three was you learned how to do things differently. And I love that because if you keep doing the same thing, you're not going to get a different response. You're just going to get the same thing that you've always gotten. So it's really refreshing to hear that you had to change. Everybody had to change in order to help her heal because it wasn't just her illness. It was an illness for the whole family. Yeah. Absolutely affects everyone involved and um, is started by everyone involved. We all had a part to play. Um, although it is biological, it also is impacted by the environment. Mm -hmm. And so we had to do it different. Um, but I, I do think, yeah, one of the things that I learned the most was just having those open hands. I think so many years I had worked and worked to try to be perfect and do everything right as a Christian school teacher and as somebody who worked in a church, I had to always be doing and, and doing it well and making sure it looked good. And, and what I learned was I was clenching those fists. What I need to learn is to open those hands. God can't put gifts into my hands if I have them closed all the time. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. You know, the example they talk about with, with the beach sand, Yeah. the harder you yeah. grip it, the more you lose. Yep. You said something also too, which I think is really important, was about writing things down. You know, the Bible speaks to that. Yeah. It says, you know, write the vision, make it plain. Mm -hmm. And that's what you did. And then you actually could keep track of, of the prayers that the Lord answered. And I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm thankful for that, that movie at that time. Like it's it was so what important. I needed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think was... too, writing things down is actually an act of releasing it. Uh-huh. You know, physically releasing it. At least it was for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, how, how is she today? She is currently um, doing well. She's, she's, She's married. Um, she just graduated from UF. She's still a perfectionist, still tries to do her best at everything. Um, she's about to make, she's trying to go to med school actually. Um, but she is working her recovery. She still sees a therapist. She still sees a dietitian. It's, a. and she loves Jesus. Uh, I, I am thankful for her journey because she has her own story to tell and she does. What are some of the warning signs that you would give other parents in this sort of situation? Because this kind of blindsided you. Mm -hmm. You you didn't have a clue as to what was going on. You had to rely on somebody who could see it from the outside because he had lived it. Yes. Yeah. Um, warning signs. Um, somebody who is starting to isolate. Somebody who is trying to exercise more somebody who is um, eating differently. And that can look a lot of different ways. Um, 
I think movement is is key. I, one of the things she would do is she would stand all the time. And I had no idea. I just thought she was anxious, which she is a little bit too. But it was more, she was doing it to lose weight. I had no idea that that was a thing. So uh, just, yeah, isolating, exercising more, eating less or eating differently, not even less. Because sometimes they'll, she was really good at tricking me <laughs> into thinking she was eating normally. Um, but really it was, it was, she was hiding it or, or in a way that I couldn't see. Um, yeah. And I think there's, um, cause they have like a, typically a dysmorphia that's going on oh, inside yes. of their head. Right. So what they see is not really what is reality. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so for somebody with, many different eating disorders, but specifically anorexia. Um, like I said, she was, she, when she finally went in the hospital, she was less than 80 pounds. And um, wow. to her, um, gaining weight at all, um, she would look at her face and think she was fat. Um, and so every single pound that she put on to her was like a hundred pounds. Okay. So it, I don't know how to explain it other than that. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not reality. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a voice that's kind of like in a schizophrenia, which it's not schizophrenia, but there's this voice telling you that, that it's something's true. That's really not true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, although she never really voiced that to us, um, ever until she started therapy. Mm -hmm. And so this was all in her head going on and it was a struggle for her, but we had no idea. Um, so the outward signs, outward signs were not there other than exercise and um, not eating appropriately. Mm -hmm. It's tough. I've watched a lot of, um, you know, weight loss uh, shows and so forth. And there's a lot of young women suffering from this. A Absolutely. lot. Absolutely. And men, we actually, yes. Uh, and men, I'm our, sorry, men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At our facility, we treat both boys and girls. Yes. And so, um, it is, it is hard to diagnose somebody with a, a boy with this illness because it's so, um, misunderstood, but it is there. And so I think that, um, yeah, I think my message to all, but specifically to the church, I think we often will talk to people about weight loss and praise it. And, yeah. and it's, it's a scary place to be. Um, because although there are some that struggle with being overweight, um, I don't even like to say that word. Um, there are those that struggle every day to put food in their mouth just to survive. Mm -hmm. And so when we're praising people because of weight loss, it, it it's scary to me. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's really hard because our society has conditioned so much of this. I mean, you know, you look at a disease like anorexia nervosa and body dysmorphia and all that kind of comes with it. And we've only like made it worse culturally yeah. through the expectations of the magazines. And you're only now starting to see some counter clash from all of that with young women saying, I am not going to be put into this box. I am not going to be an unrealistic size for my height or weight right. or what have you, or be dictated to about what is okay 
for me to weigh, um, you know, things like airlines having weight requirements for their air hosts and hostesses. Um, those were things that were, uh, they were strictly adhered to in the fifties and the sixties and so forth. I, nowadays, I don't, I don't think that that's as much of a thing, but there were a lot of things where we were conditioned. This is what you needed to look like. And if you didn't look like it, you were a failure. Yeah. Um, and just having other people either pull positively or negatively into that space, you know, because you have people that are important to you in your life. And what is the messaging that they're saying? Are they saying, are they supporting you? Or are they saying, hey, did you put on a few pounds? Or, you know, like right. what is what is happening there? So I think it's especially, I'm not negating how difficult it is for men suffering from this disease. I just feel like a woman's body is so very different from mm -hmm. a man's body, especially when it comes to losing weight and the changes that we go through, yeah. um, through different phases of our lives. And, um, I mean, if you look at a woman's body, we are going to gain weight every 10 years. It's going to happen because of the way our hormones just right. are. God made us that way. Yeah. He made us those ways for specific reasons. We yeah. get to birth children. We get to, you know, and, and, and trying to focus on those things is very important. And then just education, helping people to understand that someone can be healthy in a larger body. Yeah. Um, we very much will educate people about health at every size, which is not um, popular in the mainstream, but it is definitely the truth. And so I think that just learning to um, talk about these things, I think it's important. And just having balance in life. Absolutely. Is really the key, right? Yep. That's what we teach. Yeah. All food fits just in moderation. Like, yeah. yeah including yeah. the exercise too yeah. in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm so glad you shared this with us. Thank you. Thank you for, for allowing me to. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. And we really appreciate you coming. What an amazing story. It's God's story. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. I could tell a few times you were kind of putting the brakes on it a little bit. It, it's That's the power of the testimony, though, is you reliving it. Yeah. And other people feel that, know that. That's wonderful. Hey, if you'd like to give your testimony, uh, contact us, God Stories Radio Tina at gmail.com. If you just want to email us, uh, God Stories Radio at gmail.com. But we'd love to have your testimony. We'll take it any way we can get it. We'd love for you to come in the studio as uh, Pam and Kelly have. And uh, we would love to, to meet you and, and hear your testimony. Or you can write a testimony and send it in. Again, GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. We've read testimonies. We're not scared. We'll take it any way we can get it. You can call in, phone in, Skype in. We got it. Yeah, and uh, just uh, as Tina said at the top of the show, we'd love to have you follow us on Facebook at God Stories Radio. We uh, uh, try to get a couple posts up a week and, and would love to see your, your thoughts or prayer requests, praise uh, reports, anything that you have to share out there for our uh, community of believers. You know, also too, we just want to take a minute to wish everybody a Merry Christmas because um, this will be our last episode before Christmas. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you said that. For
Fritz, because as I listen to the the story that we just heard here today, and and I pause and think, we talk about Christmas an awful lot, and we talk about joy, and we talk about happiness, and we talk about love, and for some, it's a season that's really hard. And uh, I, I think that as as Christians, it's important as well that we're hypersensitive and hyper aware this time of year that somebody may not be experiencing these same amazing, wonderful emotions that, that we are. And, and so just, uh, yeah, it's not joy for everybody. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Really, really be looking for somebody who might be struggling or, or hurting and, and, you know, a, a big smile and a Merry Christmas might not be what they need from you right now. They, they might need support or, or just somebody that's, that's there for them. So it just, uh, it's important to be on the lookout. If somebody wanted some more information or wanted to speak with you, is there a way that they could get in touch with you? Uh, um, absolutely. Um, I'm not sure. If not, <laughs> we could have them contact us and we, yeah, we could get in touch great. with you. That would be great. And so if you I have will... any questions or you want to find out some more information on testimony tonight, maybe you're struggling um, with, with those issues and Whatever it is, uh, God Stories Radio at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll get that to Pam and, and uh, you can open up some dialogue and she's happy to help. Yes. I would also recommend um, a website. It's called the Alliance for Eating Disorders. Um, there's lots of resources available. Is that .com? Um, it's called the Alliance for Eating Disorders. I don't remember exactly. Google. Sorry. Yep. And but, we can we can post the link to the, yeah. to the yeah. page after this. Yeah. Absolutely. But they they can provide resources in any area. Um, you can type in your area and they will give you the resources that you need. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, uh, I went and Debbie Downard your your Christmas message and parade. But uh, to your point, I, I, it is. Uh, it's not a Debbie Downer whatsoever. <laughs> I'm so fired up and, and so glad Pam came in and, and shared this. Uh, I really am. What a miracle for Christmas. Absolutely. And uh, certainly looking forward to 2022 and, and getting back on the air early next year. We've got some uh, some testimonies already lined up right out of the gate. And uh, Fritz, Tina, myself, just excited to get back on the air and hear what God has to say. I just want to thank the folks out at uh, Beloved Church for uh, stepping up and saying, hey, I want to tell my story. I think I can make a difference. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah. I want to thank our, I'm going to pre-thank our, all of our brothers and sisters that are going to come out from Beloved Church. Thank you. It's a, it's a great group of people. It's a, it's a plant church here. In, well, uh, I've met two of them and uh, I, I have to agree. Absolutely. All right. So Tina has been doing some sleuthing over here. Sleuthing? And, uh, she, has, she has found the website. It is, let's just, I didn't wear my glasses. Here we go. The Alliance. Sorry. Alliance. Uh, Allianceforeatingdisorders.com. AllianceForEatingDisorders.com is the website that was being referenced there. There you go. Good stuff. All right. And uh, kind of last thing, uh, it's it's the end of the year. And uh, this is this is not free to do. So if anybody uh, feels the nudge, wants to give a few dollars, looking for a uh, organization to give to, there's a button on the webpage, <laughs> GodStoriesRadio.com, where you can make a donation. And uh, all proceeds go to, uh, go to God Stories Radio and keeping this ministry alive. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, we just appreciate uh, everybody that prays for us and, and gives uh, a tax time coming up. The tax man cometh. So uh, every little bit helps. 
throw a little coin in our jar there. It's www.godstoriesradio.com. And there's a PayPal button on the front and you can give securely or whatever amount. And every little bit is uh, appreciated. Thank you so much. Well, that about wraps it up for uh, 2021. Episode 287. Episode 287. Merry Christmas and happy Kicking New it to year, the curb, everyone. man. We love you guys. Signing off. God Stories Radio, session 287. God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless.